Blog Talk Radio. All right. We want to say greetings to everyone. Thank you all so much for uh, joining us today. My name is Brother Hulk Golden, and as usual, we're so grateful to the Lord to be able to come before you and share with you uh, those things that God has laid on my heart to share. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, let's go to the 8th chapter of the book of Mark. And uh, we're going to the 8th chapter of the book of Mark and verse 34. And just give you a little time to get there. So again, we're grateful to the Lord for everyone that uh, has joined us, those that are uh, meditating on his word. We're even more grateful for you because uh, we, we want you to grow by God's word. It's not enough to just listen and to hear it, but to meditate on it and to chew on it, which is what the word meditate means. Literally, it means to chew on it. And, uh, uh, of course, the idea being when you chew on food, the more you chew, the easier it is for your body to digest it. And um, so, you know, of course, that's the way the Word of God is. The more you uh, chew on it, the more it becomes a part of you, the more it's easy for you, the easier it is for you to Digest. So again, we want to just say thank you all uh, for listening to the word, and I pray that uh, you are growing by God's word. That's the most important thing to us is that you grow by it. All right. So the uh, eighth chapter of the book of Mark, and we're going to start reading at verse uh, thirty-four. It says, and when he had called the people unto him with his disciples, also he said unto them. Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Look at what it says there at the first part of that verse. And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also. So you see there was a difference between the people that were around that he had called unto himself and his disciples. So we have a lot of people, in other words, that go to church, uh, that may say that they are believers, that may uh attend church on a regular basis, but this distinguishes the disciples from those that are in attendance. And we have a lot of people uh, around the world that are in attendance, but uh, very few people are disciples. You see that very few people, in other words, can actually be led. To be discipled in something means that you're being disciplined by it or you're followers of it. And so there were a lot of people that were following the Lord, naturally so, they went wherever he went and things like that. But a uh, few people were actually disciples, actually following his lifestyle and his example. You see that? So you had some people that were following for miracles and just in awe of them. There were some people following to be fed, some people following because they were nosy. But yeah, very few people were actually disciples that were following him as disciples. In other words, people that were willing to follow him to the T, in other words, to give up what they knew and everything that they had learned and follow his way. You see that? So look at what he says there in the second part of that verse. Whosoever will come after me, you see that? So it's to whosoever. This is not a special calling. It's to whosoever, you see that? So he says, whosoever will come after me. So in other words, do you want to come after the Lord? Do you want to follow the Lord? You know, so that's what he's asking there. 
He says, let him deny himself. So that's the first thing. And so that's what we call this particular devotion. What have you denied? You see that? What have you given up for the Lord? How have you denied yourself? Now, that, that's a question that the Lord wants you to ask yourself personally. What have you, what cost have you paid? What price, you see that? What was the cost of you following the Lord? If there was no cost, then I can promise you, you're not following him. There's always a price, you see that, for following the Lord. And so it's because we're in, indulged in flesh when we come to him. Children, when, when we're born as babies, uh, we come here for the most part selfish. Uh, we want what we want and how we want it and when we want it. Uh, we we want our pampers changed as babies, although we can't remember those days, I'm sure. But, of course, just looking at how babies are and me raising children of my own, uh, when they saw their pampers, they wanted them changed right away, which, of course, there was no problem in that. But all you see the, the, the crying, it represents the, the you know, them being uncomfortable and them just wanting it off of them, also the bottle and things like that, that they just want it when they want it. And, uh, you know, they, they, they'll, now they'll, they'll, that's the nature of a baby. Uh, they'll wake up in the middle of the night. They don't care what kind of job you got to get up and go to. Uh, they're not thinking about that. You see, they, they, their minds, they can't even process what you got going on. And, okay, well, you know what, I'm laying over here in my crib. I, I I got duty and my pamper and I just you know but and I'm hungry but you know what I, mom and dad they've been dealing with me and putting up with me for the last couple of months you know I know they're not used to this just yet so and I know that they got to get up and go to work in the morning so I'm gonna just lay here and uh, hope that maybe the Lord will touch them to get get up and check on me is that the processing of a baby no. No, they 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 have needs and those needs need to be tended to, and uh, the parents are the ones that end up having to deny themselves. And so, in that, we see the cycle of life: how the parents, when they have children, they deny themselves and take care of those children, and hopefully, they raise those children so that they will learn to deny themselves, so that they can be the adults that they need to be. You know, when they grow up and understand it, it's not all about them. And so that is how Jesus Christ was. He first came, and he was the first to really deny himself to that to that extent. And you know, he 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 left what made him God in heaven, and all of that he laid all of that aside for our sake, and took on the form of sinful flesh for our sake. He denied himself. You know, that was the creator of the world walking around as one of his own creation, you know, the, the biggest of denials you'll ever see. And so he denied himself so that when we come to him, we will do the same thing. You see that? We will do the same thing. And so here he's saying, whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself. So our nature, by nature, from a baby on up, we're not taught to deny ourselves. You see that? I mean, it's not something that we just take on. In other words, um, and and so we we have this thing about us that's this selfishness. You know, even in in the, to, which to me is one of the biggest errors in that people make 
in marriage. Uh, we develop some pretty selfish ways before we get married. Sometimes if we're not careful, we'll base how good a person is on how well they treat us versus how God sees them. You see that? And so a lot of times, especially you women, you think you have a good man if that man is basically, basically making a goddess out of you and how well they treat you. So it's really not about them being good just for, you know, being good. It's based on how they treat you. Now, let me make this clear. The devil don't mind treating people right if they belong to him. He offered Jesus Christ the world. I give you all these kingdoms. If you'll bow down and basically do what I want you to do, you see that? And so, <laughs> you see, and so we come into relationships selfish if we're not careful. Uh, and so when we get in there, well, eventually you're a well person out, whether you're the husband or the wife. Uh, if it's just all one-sided, you'll wear that person out. If it's all about you and how well they treat you, then you'll wear that person out. And and eventually that needs to be reciprocated. Now, to me, that's what marriage is. It's give and take. And and it's not you giving with the purpose of hoping to take selfish love. It's you giving regardless of what you're getting back. Now, if you don't go into it with that mindset, you're in trouble. You see that? You're going to be a disappointed somebody, you see, because at some point somebody's going to slip up and uh, you, you'll just be disappointed. Love is unselfish. And so we're going to marriages that way. Just you know, it's all about me, 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 and and we don't deny ourselves. We don't, in other words, we don't want to sacrifice. It's all about me, and which is what ends what what causes so many divorces nowadays because of the narcissism of people. And so, but you have these same people that are in church. Uh, they're serving God really for what they can get out of him. or In their mind, they think they're serving him, not really serving him. Uh, and God knows who belongs to him. I trust me when I tell you that. He knows who belongs to him. And so he gives this stipulation. If you're going to come after him, in other words, if you're going to follow him, you need to deny yourself. That's the first thing. Deny yourself. And people don't want to do that. People don't. I, I, again, I say, Think about everything that you had in your mind to do before you got saved, all of your ambitions, how much money you wanted to make, what kind of house you wanted to live in, what kind of car you wanted to drive, you know, how you wanted your children to be raised. Think about all of these different ambitions and not saying that there's anything wrong with having goals, but when you come to the Lord, it is very important that you start over. Now, that's what being born again is. We're not, you know, we're not um, reincarnated, you see. We're not, people that believe in reincarnation, they believe that a person died and they soul or spirit or whatever just going to another person and they have a memory, some of them, of, of what their former life was and all of that. No, we, of course not. We're not reincarnated, especially when we're born again. You're not reincarnated. You don't, you, you're supposed to start over from scratch. You see that? Forget about what you were doing and how you wanted to go to college and get this degree. And forget about, you know, the kind of man you thought you wanted when you were not saved. And you you have to forget about all of that and let God build you up. Let God tell you, okay, this was what you wanted, but this is what I wanted for you. 
You see that? This is what the parents were pushing, but this is what I desire for you. You see that? And so you have to deny yourself. You That's what being born again is. is you are born again. It's a new life. And it's not a new life if you bring in all of your old junk with you. You still got the same old life. You see that? So he says, whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So you have to deny yourself, first of all, to even take up your cross. So these things are going on. You deny yourself first. You deny yourself is what gives you the ability to take up your cross. Now, if you're not denying yourself, that cross is going to be a burden, and you're going to lay down after a while. You're not going to want to suffer through anything. You're not going to want to. Is it possible for you to crucify your flesh if you not have not made up your mind that flesh needs to be crucified? You see that? In other words, that you have to deny yourself, you see? And so let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. So the only people that can really follow the Lord are people that's marching behind him with a cross. You see that? Now, you have to know that. Verse 35, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. You see that? Everything, when you come to the Lord, I mean sincerely come to the Lord, if you're trying to save your life, God will make sure that nothing works out for you. It just won't work out for you. That's what causes people to go back out into the world, you see that, because they see, they, they feel like, well, this Christian life, it ain't working. Well, no, it's not going to work if you're trying to live a double life. And I'm not talking about living in sin as much as I am you denying yourself. And I, I mean start over from scratch. Give up your ambition of what you had to do before you got saved. When you become born again, that's what you are. You're a brand-new creature, and you start over. I don't, I've never seen a baby come to this earth with knowing everything they want to do already. They are guided by parents. They know nothing about nothing. You see that? Babies I'm talking about, newborns. And that's the way God expects you to be when you come to him. When you when you say that you are born again, he don't expect for you to be talking back. Uh, you know, he don't expect for you to already have your mind made up about everything you want. You see that? And, and all of that, he... he pours into you what, what he wants you to know and what he wants you to have. So you see, <clears throat> for whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospel, the same shall save it. You see that? And so that's what you do. You give up all of those things. You, you give up all of those things. You know, I, I remember uh, of course, you know, some of you know that I went to college and got a degree in, in uh, really communication, but was especially with an emphasis in broadcast, and especially that was my preferred field in that. And so I had uh, got a job working at uh, for Lester Summerall. Some of you may remember that name or remember him as a minister of the Lord. And he had several TV stations, uh, one in Tulsa and one in Honolulu, Hawaii, uh, one down in New Orleans, Louisiana, the WHNO in Tulsa. It was KWHV, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And so uh, when I went in for the job, I was for the interview. I was being interviewed there, and I was talking to the man. Now, this was my first television job. I hadn't got the job yet. Of course, you know, one of the questions that – Every interviewer is going to ask you, for the most part, is why do you want to work for this company? And so uh, I was asked that, 
And, of course, that's the question that people practice for. You know, and, of course, you know, if you really want to be political about it, you say, you know, I just want to build this company. I feel like I have so much to contribute to it. And, you know, and I just feel like, you know, my skill set, it, it could be very vital for your company, and I just want to help. You know, of course, um, in reality, what do you really want? I'm going to be able to pay bills. I like, kind of like doing what I do, and I want to be able to pay my bills and, you know, and things like that. So I, when I was asked that question, that didn't come out. I wasn't saying, hey, I, I, I really, I had in my mind to say, I really want to help this company to grow and to do what I can and all of this other mumbo-jumbo that we come up with, you know. And I, I'm going to just tell you, when if you go for an interview and your boss asks you that, be honest about it. Be honest about it. Do, if that's what you really want, you see, be honest about it. A lie is a lie. I don't care how political it is. It's still a lie, you see. And so if you're not telling the truth. <laughs> and so um, so when I was asked that question, I'll never forget, out of my mouth came these words. Um, he asked me, why do you want to work for this company? And I told him, I said, because one day I'm going to be on television. And I want to know how to do all of that from A to Z. I want to learn. I want to know how to produce it and do all of that. I want to be, uh, you know, I want to learn how to do it. I want to learn the business of it because one day I'm going to be on television. Now, it had never, I had never thought about that before. I I had never thought about being on television. I didn't even have a camera to record. The ministry at that time didn't even have a ministry per se. I had been called to preach and was preaching, but I wasn't recording anything at that time. And so after I said that, I just did the same thing he did. He pushed back from the desk just looking at me, I guess, and it's my thing. And I had the world, did you get up enough nerve to say that to me? And I was thinking the same thing. What? That was stupid. Why did I say that? Sure enough, I'm not getting this job now. You see, except maybe a week or two later, I got a call asking to be to come in, you know, and to start at night, and so that's what I did. And so, I, even working there and working at the other TV station that I worked at, I I didn't have that mind, you know, of what came out of my mouth. Not really what it was. It was the Lord speaking that. And so the time came when the Lord had called me into full time ministry. I gave all of that up. I gave it all up. Uh, you know, everything that I had learned, everything I went to school for, the, the money that I was making in working for the TV station, I gave all of that up. And, uh, you know, of course, that was not the easiest thing to do, especially when you get used to making a certain amount of money and knowing that it's going to be hit your checking account uh, every other week and you know exactly what's going to be there. That wasn't the easiest thing. Uh, and But, you know, I gave all of that up only to pick it back up after I denied myself. In other words, after denying myself, after looking at what that scripture says, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospel, the same shall save it. So I'm doing just about everything that I was doing when I was working for a TV station, except I do it in the ministry now. And I get paid, you see, uh, blessed. Of course, it's not something that's all by faith. 
And I'm going to tell you this. I get so much joy out of seeing God bless me and knowing that God is blessing me versus me working, like, you know, for a company and knowing what's going to be there every week or every other week or whatever. To me, I know without a shadow of a doubt this is God doing it. This is because I don't pull people for money. I don't, you know, I don't ask people for money or anything like that. The Lord just laid on the hearts of people to, to bless me. You see that? And it, it, to me, it's so much joyful receiving it that way than it is for me to be punching a clock working for some some other individual. You know, I I can say without a shadow of a doubt, I'm working for God. You see that? And God pays me well. You see that? God pays me well. And so when you deny yourself, that's the only time you see the miracles of God. That's when you see, you can see it for what it really is. Now, I'm not saying that when you're working a secular job, when you're working for a man that is not God blessing you, of course, we know, especially if you're a believer and you're working a secular job, which, you know, I, I don't think is a bad thing at all, you know, I believe that you should give God glory and honor for blessing you because he's given you the strength to do it. He's given you the know-how to do it, and it really is him that's blessing you. But for me, for my calling, for what God has called me to do, is to me, in my experience, it's more of a blessing for me to see it coming directly from God touching the hearts of people. You see that? That, that, that blesses me. But I'm telling you, it comes from, it came from me denying myself. So many people came against that, you see, the idea of me giving up what I, what I worked hard for, for that purpose. But I, I see the fruit of it now. I can see, you see, the fruit of it. And so it's not until you deny yourself. It's not until you deny yourself that you see the blessings of God. So many people want to see and experience the miracles that they hear people testifying about without being put in a position to need it, without denying self. I'm telling you, you don't, you can't say that you've been resurrected unless you've been dead. You see that? Now, that's, that's what God wants you to know there. And so what happens is people want to have that and have their own ram in a bush. Now, when God called Abraham to, to, to uh, sacrifice his son, the only the only person he was bringing up that sacrifice was Isaac. He didn't Isaac wasn't pulling a ram behind him, and Abraham certainly wasn't didn't send his people to plant different rams rams in different places. Abraham didn't have a backup plan. He denied himself. This is my only son, according to what God told him. This is the son of the promise. And I'm going to do what God told me to do. I'm going to deny myself this one that I've been waiting on for 25 years and after the promise and he finally showed up and God has said that he's going to make a great nation from this one. I'm going to kill him for God's sake. I'm going to sacrifice him for God's sake. Of course, we find out, and you know, according to the book of Hebrews, that Abraham understood even if I had to sacrifice him, God will raise him up because God is not a liar. You see that? God is not a liar. And so he was willing to deny himself, and he didn't have any backup plan. God provided that ram in the bush. And many people want the ram in the bush 
without first marching Isaac up to the altar. You see that? And that's the problem. So as long as you got a backup plan, as long as you got your own mindset, as long as you haven't denied yourself, how can God come through for you? You'll take glory. You'll be thinking it's you. Even if God, it was God's idea for that ram to be in the bush. God is the one that placed him there. You see that? It, it was God that placed him there. But how is God going to place something in your life and you're too busy planting stuff there? You see that? When you haven't denied yourself because you have all of these backup plans. I want to tell you, if you want to see the glory of God, learn to deny yourself. If you save your life, you're going to lose it. In other words, everything, all of your plans, they'll fall through. If you really want to be a follower of God, God will not allow your plans to work out the way you want them to work out when they're contrary to his. And so many of you, you won't, you don't experience miracles because you're too busy trying to make your own way. And I'm telling you, you won't see a miracle until you need one. And you don't need one until you deny yourself and allow God to, to empty you of those things that, that's there that, that you have for backup. God's will, you see that, for you to deny yourself. Verse 36, for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? So you see that. What what profit? So in other words, you can have it both ways. If you don't deny yourself, you're going to lose your soul. You see? So what does it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? You see that? Verse 37, oh, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? In other words, so once you have gained the whole world, what good does it do you on judgment day? You can't buy your soul. It's already been bought. It's already been paid for. You see that? And so you have to deny yourself. You see that? Verse 38, whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words and this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. And that, now let's read that again. When he cometh in the glory of who? His Father. That right there lets you know that Jesus Christ was God. He was God. He, he it says when he comes in the glory of his father, they were one and the same. That's what that's talking about. You see that? He didn't say when he comes with the father, when he comes in the glory of his father, with his holy holy angel. So you see that? What, what does being shamed have to do with what we're talking about, denying yourself? Because many people, they're so concerned with what other people are going to think about them, you know, of course, the world has a problem with people walking by faith. The world has a problem with people denying themselves. They, you know, even so-called believers promote this whole thing of, you know, looking out for self. And God gave you common sense. And all. no, listen, God gave you a brain and, and, and that has to be renewed when you become born again. Now, that's your sense there. You see that? So they're quit telling that lie that God gave you common sense. If it if it relates to your mind, your mind has to be renewed. You come here with sin. That's why you have to be born again, and your mind has to be renewed. Now, if God had gave you the sense that you had before you before you were born again, you wouldn't have to renew your mind. If your mind was already aligned with God's word, you would be born saved. You see that? So don't let the devil let you tell that lie anymore. You see that? Your mind has to be renewed. And so what happens is people... They're concerned with what other people think about them. 
and they are ashamed to say, to even testify about what God is doing for them because they are ashamed, they're afraid of what people are going to think. And so in their mind, I don't want to deny myself too much. I don't want to because I don't want to look like a fanatic. Let me tell you, heaven is only going to be full of fanatics. You're going to have to be completely sold out to God to get anywhere, to even get into heaven. You see that? And you have to be willing to look like a fool to the world because the things of Jesus Christ is foolishness to the world. And so you have to be willing to look that way if you're going to follow Jesus Christ with your whole heart. Deny yourself, and that's where you'll see the miracle. Deny yourself so that God can lead you how he, he, how he wants to lead you. And that's where you see that's where the testimonies come from, and that's where you are encouraged to continue to grow spiritually in the things of God. Amen. We want to say thank you all so much for joining us today. We pray that something was said that has been a blessing to you, and we look forward to sharing more of God's word with you. Have a blessed day.